When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to NFL Live. Free agency officially underway. These two tackles, Wiley and obviously Orlando Brown Jr., need to be premium grade A number one. C.J. Gardner-Johnson, he can blitz and in space he's phenomenal. It is intercepted. It's Gardner-Johnson. He's the spark plug on his back end. Super Bowl champion Odo Beckham Jr., still a free agent. He high points the football. Touchdown, OBJ. They need to go get a bona fide number one. That is OBJ. Welcome to NFL Live, presented by Toro. One of the biggest weeks on the NFL calendar is here. Free agency is upon us, and we are with you live with all the latest all week. Adam Schefter, we begin with the most up-to-date news, and let's start with Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, he's going to the Las Vegas Raiders law on a three-year deal worth about $67.25 million, $67.5 million. And he is going to be the man there in Las Vegas for a team that attempted to go up in the draft that didn't make it up to number one. They were happy to get Jimmy Garoppolo. It's a situation where he'll be the guy there in Las Vegas. And I don't think that the Raiders will be picking a quarterback in round one. Javon Hargrave gets a four-year $84 million deal with the 49ers with $40 million guaranteed. You think about that defensive line with Javon Hargrave, Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead. They are loaded up front. A lot of people there. A lot of firepower in the defensive line for the 49ers who have been busy today. And the Detroit Lions are signing Cameron Sutton to a three-year deal worth up to, up to $33 million. A lot of incentives in there. So three interceptions for Cam Sutton. The Lions need some help in the secondary. They get it there. As we carry on. Is there anybody else? Mike McGlinchey. There's a lot of help for that O-line in Denver, Adam. Yeah, Mike McGlinchey's got a five-year, $87.5 million deal with the Chicago Bears, or with the Denver Broncos. Obviously goes there. The Broncos also had Ben Powers from the Baltimore Ravens, four-year, $52 million deal. So the Broncos had two players to their offensive line today. And you take a look right there at some of the players who have shifted teams today. Ben Powers to Denver, Jared Stidham to Denver, Andrew Wally to the Commanders, TJ Edwards to the Bears, Mike White to the Dolphins, Case Keenum to the Texans. And oh, by the way, Tremaine Edmonds, four years, $72 million, $50 million guaranteed with the Chicago Bears. There we go. Buffalo Bills player goes to Chicago. Okay, that was great. We were waiting to hear when that would happen. You see everyone right here. Marcus Spears is on his phone like <laughs> I'm just Adam refreshing Schefter. my timeline. There you go. There's Dan Orlovsky. That's Adam <laughs> Shepard who's with us for an hour. Of course, we have Mina Kimes as well. And if Aaron Rodgers news breaks, we'll bring it to you. But let's stay with Tremaine Edmonds, your reaction to hearing that. I love Joining it. the Bears. I love it. I love it. Obviously, we saw the Bears. That's number one, position of need. Obviously, with with um, with with them having that whole Roquan, Roquan, with Roquan departing, and then you think about the Bears, it's they have to solidify their front, right? Defensively, we know that the defensive line needs attention. More importantly, that offensive line needs attention. Yeah. But I think this is bringing a veteran presence in with Tremaine Edmonds, and you feel a need probably 
what you wanted to get Roquan, and obviously he went and got $100 million from Baltimore. Yeah, so the Bears have been playing football 103 years. They've been the worst scoring defense in the NFL twice. Last year was one of them. So Ooh. defense is a massive need for them. My immediate reaction was like, well, if you were going to pay Tremaine that, why would you have not just kept Roquan? The difference is Tremaine Edmonds, Edmonds grew up under Leslie Frazier playing defense in Carolina, which is this traditional, at least, cover three, cover two scheme, Tampa two Mike linebacker run through. That's exactly what Allen Williams, who's the defensive coordinator for the Chicago Bears, wants to do. So it's probably a little bit more of we view Roquan and Tremaine as similar talents and or players, but Tremaine has a great history of running the middle linebacker position in this scheme that Chicago wants to run. Yeah, um, I'll say a little bit surprising after they signed TJ Edwards, TJ, yeah. um, which is a signing I liked. You know, I, I thought he was good in Philadelphia, but that, that's a lot of money allocated to the linebacker position. Clearly a position of great importance to them. Still a ton of work to be done on that defensive line, something we suspect they'll address in the draft. This is a team that came into free agency with a boatload cap yeah. space. Some of that, of course, went to DJ Moore, who we're going to talk about. But uh, to Dan's point, I feel like this is about philosophy as much as anything, the yeah. identity that Luke Getze wants to bring to this defense that they're kind of making over. So positional value, I have some questions. But as far as the players that they brought in, they're going to make this unit much better. Yeah, let's see if they can add some help to the O-line too. Now, news is going to continue to fly around here for the next hour and for this entire week. But let's get to some news that already came in with Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, remember, here's the issue, right? He struggled to stay healthy in San Francisco, but has been productive when on the field. The Raiders are hoping that's what they get. Since joining the 49ers in 2017, he posted a 38-17 record, the fifth highest win percentage of any QB with at least 30 starts over that span. He's also posted the league's third highest completion percentage and the most yards per attempt. But to be fair, he's averaged the most yards after the catch for completion. So some of that has to do with who you're throwing it to, the scheme, all that jazz. Mina, does this move of Garoppolo going to the Raiders make sense to you? Yeah, it, it makes sense, right? I mean, there's like signings that make you scratch your head, signings you love. This kind of falls in the middle for me. It just feels logical. It's not overwhelming. It's something that a lot of us thought might be likely, largely because of the connection between him and, of course, head coach Josh McDaniel. McDaniels, um, you know, he had some success with McDaniels, granted, in a very, very small sample size in New England, but the marriage between the coach and the quarterback makes sense. I, I think where it gets interesting and where this is up for debate is more, it's less about the player and more about the timeline, specifically as a Raiders fan, if you wanted your team to draft a rookie quarterback, to go up and get a rookie quarterback, as we just heard about, um, I think... You know, you can still do that with Jimmy Garoppolo, but the Raiders are probably more comfortable now just sitting at seven, seeing if a guy falls to them or potentially waiting till next year. And that, to me, also makes sense, given how much teams have had to give up to go and get quarterbacks. Yeah, I see you want to say something. I think this is most beneficial for Indy, who sits at number four. Mm -hmm. Now that Jimmy Garoppolo yeah. goes to the Raiders, they're no longer likely to jump Indy and who Indy needs a quarterback. So... I think that's one of the big things that comes out of this signing. I have kind of two questions or points. Number one, we don't really know who Jimmy Garoppolo is outside of Kyle Shanahan. Again, he played a little bit to Mina's point early on in New England, but a lot of quarterbacks that play for Kyle play really well. So that, that's the big question mark is who's he going to be outside of the, Marcus calls it insulated, like the cocoon hmm. of Kyle Shanahan. And the second thing is this, for the Raiders, the reality, and we called their Week 18 game against yeah. the Chiefs, their defense 
is so decimated by a lack of talent that while I would have yeah. loved for them to get a young quarterback, mm. this is probably better for the long play of their football team that they can address with that Agreed. early draft pick and some of the draft picks it would have costed to go get the number mm. one slot. I think the Raiders made their play for a quarterback in this draft last week on the day that the Bears traded that pick away. They were one of the many teams that checked in with Chicago right. and explored a trade-up. And ultimately, Chicago traded with Carolina. And the Raiders, for a number of reasons, didn't move up to number one. And so when they were sitting there at seven and didn't get the ability or the chance to move up to number one, they said, we love Jimmy Garoppolo. Let's not waste any more time. Josh McDaniels worked with him in New England. He knows our offensive system. We believe in him as a quarterback. We're not going to go up any further than to the number one pick in this draft to pick the quarterback that we would have wanted at a steep price. It didn't happen, so we're going to cast our lot in the next direction. Yeah. But it still keeps them Jimmy third Garoppolo. in the division. That's just the reality is it still keeps them behind Kansas City and the Chargers at best. Yeah. Tough division, the, man. Right, well, yeah. totally. Well, I, but I also don't know what rookie you would have got that we thought would jump them dudes either. Like, I, I mean, just mm. looking at what you have defensively for the Las right. Vegas Raiders. The other thing is, y'all know that meme when the dude hold their hands with his girlfriend and he look back and he see another <laughs> yeah. lady walking? Yeah. Yeah. That's what this situation is. <laughs> we love it's comfortable. that one. It's comfortable. Like, what you just said, Shefty, what, what Mina alluded to. Josh McDaniels knows Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo built his chops of, of getting the type of contract he got from San Francisco because of what he did mm -hmm. in the injury year with Tom Brady right. and Josh McDaniels. So, this is not I, – I think the, the Las Vegas Raiders sit here right now feeling like they won – a free agent situation with a quarterback. You think about what we waiting on and the things that we're thinking about with Lamar and obviously Aaron, they got a guy with yeah. a lot of talent around him that's played at a very high level at times. Again, we got Adam Schefter at the desk. If anything happens with Aaron Rodgers, you will know it here hey, first. How, how do Let's I refresh go. my timeline while you Stop. sitting right here? Yeah, set up sure. tweet alerts from Adam. Okay. Uh, but we'll get the news before he even tweets it. All right, <laughs> from the Raiders to Denver, they made some moves today to protect Russell Wilson, rebuilding that offensive line. Mike McGlinchey agreeing to a massive deal, $87.5 million for five years. Ben Towers agreeing to four years worth $52 oh, million. Broncos also expected to sign Jared Stidham as Russell Wilson's backup, by the way. Remember, these deals cannot be completed, finalized until Wednesday at 4 p.m. We're in the legal negotiating window mm. until then. But, Dan, how important is that for Russ? You think about how he struggled last season. Now, at least, it looks like he's got more protection. Everybody in the NFL should take a book from the Broncos on this because we often ask the question, no matter what level or age the quarterback is, like, how do you get the quarterback to play better? And so often the immediate reaction is, like, get him receivers. No, protect them. Hmm. I think that's the, the beauty of this situation is Sean Payton came in and said, well, we got to address the offensive line, and we got to get a right tackle that we feel mm -hmm. can protect him a ton and run the football. We got to get a guard, and we know how important the interior is for one, Sean Payton's offense, and two, for Russell Wilson. So I think this signals in Denver, one, we are going to run the football, and then after that, we are going to be committed to running yeah. the football, and then we're going to take those big ball play-action shots which is, one, what Sean Payton loves to do, and two, what Russell Wilson thrives at. I hate when you steal my thunder, but if you think about where the two guys came from, under. forget the names. Ew. Think about what teams Gross. they came from and Kansas the emphasis Cisco? that's put on Baltimore. how they play football with these, with these two signings. The other point is you get Javante Williams back off injury. 
who everybody thought yep. was trending towards being one of the top backs in this league. They are clearly, obviously we know Russ operates well out of the play action. Right. We've seen him do his most work, and the reason why he's been in the Hall of Fame conversation of having that at his disposal with Marshawn Lynch early in his career. I think this is this is as good of a signing. When, when we think about offensive line retooling, Cincinnati Bengals last year, Kansas City Chiefs. When we think about how right. fast and marketably right. better you can good get yeah. once these guys start to build continuity and get better together, you could take leaps and bounds as a team. And it's interesting, right, to get a head coach who steps in from the outside with a fresh set of eyes on yes. what was there. And this is an offensive line in Denver that really has struggled in recent years. So Sean Payton looks at it in a certain way and says, we need to fix yeah. this. Yeah. 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 Sean Payton already making his mark on that Broncos team. Let's go to the Chiefs. More in the That's AFC right. West as the continual theme of protecting quarterbacks carries on. They've added yeah. some help on the offensive line. Mina, I'll pass it over to you first here as we talk about that. Losing it's Andrew Wiley, who signed with the Commanders, but Jawan Taylor agreeing to four years, $80 million for Kansas City. Yeah, uh, the lesson that Dan talked about protecting quarterbacks, that's one, of course, that the Chiefs learned after they mm -hmm. lost the Super Bowl. It now appears to be an organizational philosophy. We will scrimp on pass catchers if necessary. We will prioritize protecting Patrick Mahomes. That's all that matters. Now, as far as the player goes, this is an interesting one. Uh, Juwan Taylor, something of a career resurgence. Sounds like they're going to consider flipping him from right tackle to left tackle. So a bit of an unknown there. Um, I do think there's an opportunity for an upgrade if he lives up to his potential, but you really have to see it play out. Clearly, Kansas City did their evaluation on him, and they like him better than both Brown Jr. and Wiley. Uh, we'll have to see how it looks, but makes sense to me that they continue to prioritize that part of the team. Yeah, MK, hear me out here. So are we anticipating that they're going to take Taylor, play him at left tackle, and then put Niang at right tackle and feel like that's an okay unit? Mm hmm yeah, potentially. Okay. Yeah, that or they might sense. draft a right tackle. Yeah, they, they could still draft. I think one of the beauties that we've lost sight of with Kansas City is how well they have drafted. You made this point in the green room. Also, the job that Patrick and Andy Reid do of, <laughs> of making sure that the offensive line really doesn't get exposed a ton in protection is a big part of that conversation. Yeah, house money for me. Like, yeah. I, I, at this point on NFL Live, we're not going to question what the Kansas City Chiefs do, Can't do it and the moves that they make in the offseason <laughs> or who they add to this football they, team. They are immune to our questioning. Adam got on the phone there for a second, but Adam, no news yet. Nervous. Anything past <laughs> this break? Nervous, yeah. we How many times have you been asked that today? His lips are sealed. How many times have you been asked that today? Until Any they're not. <laughs> All right, Aaron Rodgers' watch continues, <laughs> but there's a lot more to talk about. We're just getting started. Star cornerback Jalen Ramsey is taking his talents to South Beach. Marcus will tell you if the move is enough to put Miami at the top of the AFC East, and it might be Plus, The Panthers now on the clock after trading up for the number one pick, but which quarterback are they eyeing? We'll discuss who fits best in Carolina. The answer could surprise you. NFL Live is presented by Toro. Count on it. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. NFL Live is presented by Toro. Count on it. We're back on NFL Live, getting you ready and updated on all the latest in free agency. How about Jalen Ramsey? He's taking his talents to South Beach, okay? The Dolphins are acquiring the star cornerback through a trade with the Rams sending Los Angeles a third-round pick in this year's draft and tight end Hunter Long. Marcus, what do you think about this move? I love this move. I love this move because Xavier Howard is the best corner on that team when it comes to man coverage. And you think about Jalen and how he can be used, but you look at Miami defensively, coming from a team that we talked about and lost our damn minds about <laughs> last year with blitzing so much, and right. now you get Vic Fangio. But I think Jalen Ramsey is now going to be back in a position like he was in L.A. with Staley, where you are around guys okay. that play at a very high level. It's very Look, we expect a lot out of these stars. Cornerback position is one of the hardest positions to play in any sport, mm. like ever. And when you think about not having a supporting cast that you can kind of depend on, we talked about linebacker problems at Los Angeles. We talked about the coverage. They let a lot of guys walk in free agency after that Super Bowl a couple years previous. He's back into a situation where he doesn't have to be the guy, but he can dominate games from how he'll be used. Yeah, just when it comes to the totality of their football team, there's two elite teams in the AFC right now, Kansas City and Cincinnati. This puts Miami in the conversation to have a chance to win the AFC title if they all stay healthy if Jalen is the guy of old. Um, offensive perspective-wise, I would tell you that the Vic Fangio defense, and I've said this for years now, nothing gets given to you. Every, every throw is contested. I don't care if it's a five-yard hitch. I don't care if it's a check down. This makes me think that Jalen will be at the line of scrimmage. Ooh. Everyone always raves about his physicality. He'll be able to get up. What was yeah. your big complaint against, about the Rams defensively for the most part? Give they were just so much. structurally yeah, soft, soft, right? Soft. They give yeah. completions. They're going to allow Jalen to be at the line of scrimmage, bully ball type of receivers, making sure that he's putting hands on guys and affect, allowing that pass rush to affect quarterbacks more. And that's really his strength, right? The physical size that he is as a corner. Mm -hmm. From the quarterback's perspective, that's going to be the next level challenge going against Jalen down in Miami under Vic Fangio. Yeah, I really like your point about the Vic Fangio defense because I think we sometimes think of that and we think, well, light boxes, not blitzing, too high, soft zone. That's not a good description. Really, in the back end, it is in the front. They do play it's a lot of light boxes and they don't blitz a lot. But on the back end, there's so much Sticky. versatility and yeah. flexibility with what he asks DBs to do in coverage. And to Marcus's point about a couple of years ago, for me, the ideal way to use Jalen Ramsey, you go back a couple of years to the Rams Super Bowl run, uh, and you look at how he played under Brandon Staley when he was the defensive coordinator in that star position where he was on the ball more, utilizing those playmaking skills. He had flexibility to roam around the defense. You don't just line him up and say, shut down one side of the field. That's not his game at this point. I think Vic Vangio is one of the most brilliant defensive coaches in the NFL. We'll find a way to get the best out of him. I'm watching Adam Schefter working the phones off to the side. Again, we'll update you as soon as we have any news. Some of it could have to do with Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Head in the hands. I don't blame you, Adam. All right, let's read and react to the latest happenings around Hang the NFL. Starting in Los Angeles, we're running back Austin Eckler 
may be available for a team in need of backfield help. Adam Schefter tweeting this afternoon that Eckler is requesting a permission to speak with other teams about a potential trade after preliminary talks with the Chargers about a contract extension did not progress. Mina, do you expect much of a market for Eckler? You know, it really depends on the money. Of course, Austin Eckler has been incredibly productive in L.A., great pass catcher, touchdown machine, but he is going to be 28 next season. It is a pretty crowded running backs market, some really good backs in the draft. I look at a team like Buffalo being an obvious candidate since that's an area obviously they've struggled to fill for so long. But I would caution some hesitation if this involves a big contract, again, because of his age and because of the possibility of getting cheaper alternatives. Yeah, it makes sense. Let's carry on with another Adam Schefter tweet, and this one talking about Devon Hargrave. Uh, the details here on the agreement, four years, $84 million, a deal that includes $40 million guaranteed at signing with the San Francisco 49ers. Per sources, Marcus, how big a problem now will that 49ers oh D-line be for opponents? Listen, y'all, I had to watch this happen in the damn playoffs against my Cowboys for a couple of years, and now you go get better. On the interior, Eric Armstead, you got Bosa, obviously. And now you bring Javon Hargrave, who is a phenomenal pass rusher but doesn't get enough credit for how well he moves and he can play the run and be a guy that you can move from a shade technique to a three technique. But the fact that he's been added to this D-line with the production that these guys have been having for the past couple of years, I don't know how you're going to expect your quarterbacks to play three and five step drops against the San Francisco 49ers now that you've added an interior pass rusher like this. And you guys know I've been saying it for a minute. The interior pass rushing is becoming what we used to think of the outside defensive hmm. ends mm -hmm. and, def and, and linebackers as far as getting after the passer. Interior defensive tackles that can rush the passer are impacting NFL games more now than edge rushes and guys it's from the outside. It's music to your ears. Oh, my God. You I wish love I was playing it. In this time. <laughs> I, I wonder if the <laughs> NFC Championship game had anything to do with this signing. Absolutely. I remember a hundred percent coming on TV <laughs> and watching that. those double teams from Philadelphia just <laughs> displace yes. people. So, yeah, Rich Get Richer, this was the best defense in football. This was the best defensive line in football. This was the best run defense in football. So, the fact that they're adding a guy on the interior – that had the season. He and, and Marcus, to your point, not only in their run game, but their ability to. I, I think of it this offensively. Now I got to figure out a way to protect against Bosa. Can I single him up? Can I double him up? And then the two monsters on the inside with Armstead and Hargrave now going to be very difficult to just drop back, pass protect against Brother. that D line. Brother. Brother. Yeah, brother. I mean, it, it, what's interesting to me about this, I would say, is the fact that they've been able to get such good play out of value signings on that defensive line. Chris Casario, defensive line coach, has been the best in football. So the decision to invest that much here, Dan, I think is clearly a reaction to the lack of run defense in, in that NFC championship. Yeah. And it's going to make life a little bit harder elsewhere on this team. But I uh, expect a lot of low-scoring games with San Francisco, so it might not matter. Yeah, and yeah. the complimentary football that you play because your offense controls the ball and so cheap much. quarterbacks too they no. don't have expensive yeah. jimmy g anymore that's what they do all right coming up on we nfl live do not go anywhere okay you don't want to miss it right aaron Rodgers undoubtedly makes any team better but are the jets the best option for the former mvp again adam Schefter reporting that they still feel cautiously optimistic the jets do but we still have no news we'll see if that comes during this commercial break if not we'll be back okay, here ready <laughs> What if in 2024, you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. 
And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Try Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. It's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. They have over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com tackle. Get 60% off at babbel.com tackle. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash tackle. Rules and restrictions may apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Welcome back to NFL Live, presented by Toro. At some point, the carousel comes to a stop and it's time to get off. It's a little raw right now. Just need some time to figure out what's best. Next up for Aaron Rodgers is four days of darkness. I think it's going to be important to take my isolation retreat just to be able to contemplate all things my future and then make a decision that is best for me. Aaron Rodgers, he's finally emerged from his darkness retreat. What are the next steps? The Packers expected to meet with Aaron Rodgers to hash out exactly what Aaron Rodgers wants. I'm not looking for somebody to tell me what the answer is. This is my life. I'll make a decision soon enough. Meanwhile, the New York Jets are waiting. The contingent of Jets officials is flying to meet with Aaron Rodgers. They are doing everything. It is an all-in effort. We don't know what he's decided to do. All the answers are right inside me. There's a finality to the decision and I don't make it lightly. All right, Adam Schefter, Dan Orlovsky, Marcus Spears here, Mina Kimes here as well. Adam, we're now four-plus hours into free agency. Still no decision for Aaron Rodgers on a potential trade to New York. What do we know at this point? Well, I think that the, the Jets are cautiously optimistic. I think that's the best way that we could say it right now because until it's done, it's not done, and we have to hear from him that he, yes, he does want to be traded to the New York Jets, which we have not publicly heard yet. There's a lot of grumblings, a lot of speculation. I get it. But once he does agree to that, assuming he does agree to that, then obviously the Jets have to go over his rework contract. They'll want to restructure Aaron Rodgers' contract. They'll have to agree to compensation with the Green Bay Packers. They'll have to bring along any players that Aaron Rodgers might want to take with him to New York if that's Mm. something that's on the table. So there are a whole host of things. It's not like all of a sudden... Aaron Rodgers says, yes, I want to play for you, and boom, that's it. It's done. As of about an hour ago, the Jets hadn't gotten official word, at least so they said, from Aaron Rodgers. And I think everybody's very sensitive to what he thinks and what he's doing, and they want to make sure that this comes out the way that he wants it to come out because, honestly, he's 
so enigmatic, and you just don't know what he's going to do ever until it's finally done. Yeah, hmm. The reality is this. The Jets with Aaron Rodgers have a chance to win the AFC. They have no shot without him, given what has happened with Plan B and Plan C, Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo, Mike White signs with the Dolphins. Um, you said something. So you said that part of this, I guess, agreement, potentially, if it happens, would be maybe people coming with Aaron Rodgers or Aaron Rodgers setting it up. This, right. I think, like, one of the more fascinating layers to this conversation is let's live in a world where Aaron is in New York Jets. Robert Sala and Joe Douglas have to do a tremendous job of walking the fine line of giving Aaron the things that he wants to let him play really well and lead his football team while also not allowing him to do whatever he wants, so to speak. Is there any other way with Aaron Rodgers right now, though? But, but Laura, I think it's such a young locker room Mm -hmm. that if you let a guy who's 40 years old, who's had a Hall of Fame career come in and do whatever he wants – there's no choice but for it to have a negative impact on your locker room, Mm. eventually. And that's what be my, like, hearing that would be my caution is you want to set him up for success for individually and the talent, but you also can't, if you're Robert Sala, let him run your football team. Yeah, listen, man, um, prepare to be sick of me, okay? (laughs) Because I just don't, listen, this is about his commitment to football for me. Like, I know we waiting on Aaron Rodgers to decide what he wants to do. Nobody can tell me Aaron Rodgers was committed to playing high-level football last year. I don't care who you are. I don't care how great he's been over his career. There is no shot that he was committed to making sure the Green Bay Packers went to the Super Bowl last year. Now, we can talk. We can go through the season, and we can talk about the run that they made at the end of the year, and we can talk about all of those guys coming together and winning the string of games. But you cannot tell me, based on how we've seen Aaron Rodgers play two years previous to that, being the MVP back-to-back, Knowing the work that it takes in order for you to not only you are the guy, the face of the franchise, but now you're indoctrinating young wide receivers. You're, you got guys that are literally, to your point, looking to you for them to understand how are we going to do what you're brought here to do. That's the only thing I care about. Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay or Aaron Rodgers in New York? What Aaron Rodgers are you going to, are you going to get? Sure. And I believe the Jets are gambling. A hell of a lot. They have no choice, though. Well, they have I, to. I got you. Dan, I got you. Yeah. Dan brought it up. I mean, at this point, you know, there's no Derek Carr. There's no Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, at this point, you're all in on Aaron yeah. Rodgers. You're right. waiting on him. Mina, are the Jets much better in a situation for than Green Bay at this point for Aaron Rodgers? If you think about his actual fit with this team. I think it's actually debatable. Look, I say that as someone who's advocated for the Jets to make the move for Rodgers. I think they have one of the top five defenses in the NFL, ascending group. Um, And and we've talked about how much we love Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall. But when you really look at this team, a couple of things jump out. One, not a lot of cap space. And we've been talking about all these gigantic defensive tackle contracts. Quinn Williams is coming down that pike, and that is going to be a beast. But even beyond that, adding Rodgers' contract, there's not a lot of room, um, which makes life difficult because I don't know who was playing offensive tackle on the uh, on both sides on this team. Maybe yeah. Dwayne Brown, maybe Mekhi Becton. They've got free agents. And then behind Garrett Wilson, you're probably going to have to let Corey Davis walk, get another young wide receiver in Elijah Moore. So, you know, there's things I like a lot. I like the defense. I obviously like Wilson and Hall, but... As far as Rodgers going from Green Bay, where I think Matt LaFleur is one of the better play callers in the NFL, and you have one of the better offensive lines in the NFL, to the Jets, 
In a tougher division. Uh, guys, I'm going to jump a, in. It's, it's, a, it's a leap for him. It's a leap. All right, so again, we will keep you updated on all of this news. If anything happens, you do have some more news, yep. Adam Schefter. Yeah, Jesse ahead. Bates is signing with the Atlanta Falcons, a four-year, $64 million Ooh. deal that includes $23 million in year one and $36 million in the, fourth, in the wow. first two years of the deal. Fourth highest paid safety in so, NFL history. He'll help that Atlanta defense. Real quick, so they kept Lindstrom. Yes. They yep. signed the defensive tackle from the Saints, right? David Amin David Anyamata. And now he's Bates. Yep. So they're they're doing they're doing the they're Philadelphia model. They're trying to build a roster around Ritter. Yeah, um, Mina, let me go to you first because you had an audible scream of excitement when you heard this for Jesse Bates. Well, yeah, I mean, this is an Atlanta Falcons defense that it, it very much so needs all the talent they're bringing in. I was actually thinking about it too, though, from Cincinnati's standpoint. Von Bell signed earlier, I believe. I don't, I don't know yeah. if the confirm, it's been confirmed yet with uh, the Carolina Panthers. They did draft Dax Hill last year, but this is what happens, right? We, we've said about the Bengals all along. It's only going to get harder from here once they have to start paying guys. And you're seeing some of that core of this defense that's been so good over the last couple of years walk because of that reason. And it just increases the level of difficulty for the team. All right, hold on tight, everybody, this week, okay? NFL free agency can get wild, as we've seen. We're still waiting on more news, but a lot's already happened. How does the complexion of the league change this time around? Well, Adam Schefter is here with the latest. Let's begin with Jimmy Garoppolo and that news, Adam. Yeah, Laura, he, he's going to sign with the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders talked about moving up to number one in the draft to the pick that Chicago had, ultimately decided that Jimmy Garoppolo, who worked with Josh McDaniels, in New England would be the right player. They're going to sign to a three-year, $67.5 million deal, which obviously will potentially help San Francisco with the comp pick, maybe, but they mm. spent a lot of money anyway, so maybe not, but the Raiders have their quarterback for the future. The Denver Broncos had a busy day today, upgrading the offensive line with Mike McGlinchey on a five-year, $87.5 million deal, Ben Powers on a four-year, $52 million deal. Sean Payton looked at a situation where he felt like the offensive line needed to be upgraded, and that was where Denver focused its early energies in free agency so far. The Baltimore Ravens announced that Elias Campbell was being released, freeing up $7 million in salary cap space. They'd like to bring him back. They have not closed the door on that possibility. And we'll see how that works out. But Calais Campbell, who's been a tremendous player and person in this yeah. league for a long time, released today by the Baltimore Ravens. And the Philadelphia Eagles got great news. Jason Kelsey announced that he will play at least another season with the Philadelphia Eagles. And that obviously has the second longest active game streak, start streak in the NFL, 139. He'll get to add to that. Who knows? Maybe we get a, another Kelsey Kelsey Brothers Super Bowl next year with Jason Kelsey now returning to Philadelphia, which is good news for Jalen Hurts and the rest of that Eagles offense. Really good news there. Adam's working the two phones. We'll keep you updated on I any news that happens. Phones. Don't you ever heard of Kevin Gates? Over here trying to read that's his text. Get out of here, Dan. <laughs> okay, that's phones. good news for the Eagles on Kelsey. But coming up next, after losing the Super Bowl and their defensive coordinator, looks like the Eagles will be losing some key players on that side of the ball. Why does Dan still think it's still a top five defense. He'll explain about Philadelphia. You're watching NFL Live presented by Toro. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI 
to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hey, y'all, you know BMB got tentacles, so it's get that bag season. This is actually my favorite time of the year because dudes are stacking millions and changing their lives. So I'm going to take you through a couple guys that's about to get that bag. First and foremost, my man Jeffrey Simmons. Did you see what Deron Payne just got from the Washington Commanders? Well, think about this. He was double teamed at the second highest rate to Chris Jones in the league. He also is the top run stuffer on the interior of the defensive line. But we all know that we like to see these guys get after the passer. So he going to make it rain this year on Jeffrey Simmons. Hey, Titans, I need him to get that bag, Titans. I need you to hurry up and do your thing. Now, this is one of my unsung heroes of the season. I didn't talk about this guy enough, but Zach Allen with the Arizona Cardinals. I know everybody's not paying attention to him right now because he's not one of those household names. But once he gets that bag, he will be. He's going to be making it rain. Don't be surprised when y'all see Zach Allen get his moolah, baby, because he is absolutely a pass rusher, more of an athletic guy. Mina Kimes kind of named this guy Trey Hendrickson her son a couple years ago. I just told her, I think this is our second coming of Trey Hendrickson. We will know Zach Allen name when this season comes up after this year as far as getting that bag. And last but not least, let's talk about a guy that's already got that bag. That man, Javon Hargrave. Not only did he get that bag, he went out to California. California, yeah, I want my good soup for y'all today because all these dudes getting paid. We saw him get after the passer last year with the Philadelphia Eagles. This actually started two years ago with him becoming one of the best interior pass rushers in the NFL. Went to the Super Bowl, played well. Played well in the NFC Championship. Played well through the playoffs. Played well through the season. Lined up next to Fletcher Cox. He was the guy that stood out amongst a bunch of really good defensive tackles. Remember the name, but we make it rain because <laughs> it's get that bag season, baby. The big fellas get that bag. Dan, pick it up, Dan. Pick it up. Big man balling tentacle. Get that bag. See a penny, yeah, pick it up. All day long, you have good luck. Dan, bring some of that over here, Yo, please. this money looks real. That. Thank you. I think it is real. <laughs> Don't try to spend it, though. I have the All right, let's get the to the Eagles, guys, along those Man, lines. They entered this offseason with a ton of free agents on the defensive side of the ball, including more than half their starters. Two of them have already agreed to sign elsewhere, of course, with defensive tackle Javon Hargrave coming to terms with the deal with the 49ers and linebacker TJ Edwards set to join the Bears. So, Mina, where should the priority be in Philly right now? Yeah, there are two guys I that they should prioritize. One was Javon Hargrave, who's gone. The other is C.J. Gardner-Johnson, the versatile safety. So that's where my attention would go if I'm Philadelphia, especially because there's so much uncertainty in that secondary right now, not just with James Bradbury being a free agent, of course, but also Darius Slay's future. I do suspect they're going to spend a valuable draft pick on corner, but having C.J. Gardner-Johnson there to anchor the middle, so valuable in new defensive coordinator Sean Desai's 
a defense that position. I suspect that's something they should and will prioritize. Makes sense. Thanks for that, Mina. Let's get to some breaking news here. As free agency carries on, Adam Schefter, we pass it right over to you. Go ahead. Well, Patrick Peterson is signing with the Pittsburgh Steelers. The veteran cornerback was looking for a place that he felt he could win. He chose Pittsburgh. An interesting decision. He was on the podcast, in my podcast yeah. this morning, and he talked about the idea that he liked Cincinnati, like the idea of playing with the mm. Bengals, with Ooh. Joe Burrow, who went to LSU, Jamar Chase, who went to LSU, he went to LSU, and then... Not only did he not go to Cincinnati, but he wound up cover. in the division <laughs> playing twice a, twice a year against Cincinnati. But Patrick Peterson, who adds on the field, second on the NFL in interceptions last year, and is a leader, is now a new role model in Pittsburgh. Huh. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense, right? And they lost Cam Sutton to Detroit, the, mm -hmm. the corner Pittsburgh yeah. did. So I think this is a good – like, I actually thought Patrick Peterson played pretty solid football last year for Minnesota. So uh, with the loss of Cam Sutton, obviously playing in that secondary or in that division – it's a huge challenge, but you need a lot of bodies. I wouldn't be surprised if they moved him around a little bit and allowed some roster or at least defensive roster flexibility. I think it's a good, solid signing for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mina? Yeah, you know, Patrick Peterson really had almost a career renaissance when he went from Arizona, where they played a lot of man and blitzed a lot, to the more zone-heavy yeah. scheme in Minnesota. Pittsburgh plays a mix of both, but I'll be curious to see if bringing him in, they ask him to use to use him, or they try to use him, pardon me, the way he was used in Minnesota, because I think at this point in his career, you want him playing back a little bit, eyes on the quarterback, uh, and he can still play at a high level that yeah. way. Yeah, you know, we, we were trying to have a breaking news. We were trying to have a breaking news that happened there, and then Marcus could not let it slide that we didn't mention enough LSU. We, we only said LSU like three or four times. We stayed Give me money. some of that cash. Doesn't right? it look real? Doesn't <laughs> it really? does actually look really real. Okay, I might try this out, like, at the gas station or something. Okay, coming up next on NFL Live, keep it locked right here. Adam continues to work the show, the Come phones on. as we carry on with all of the news this week. A huge news, a huge news week in the league. Let's talk about the Bears. They got quite a, quite a haul in the trade with the Panthers, the number one pick. Mina believes it was beneficial for both teams, though. NFL Live is presented by Toro. Count on it. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 
The XFL returns Thursday night as the undefeated Roughnecks take on the Sea Dragons on ESPN at 10.30 Eastern. Then on Saturday night, FX has a doubleheader featuring the 4-0 Defenders and the Battlehawks, followed by the Guardians and Vipers. And Sunday night, it's the Renegades squaring off against the Brahmas at 10 Eastern. Every game also available on ESPN+. Glad you're with us for Free Agency Week on NFL Live into a blockbuster trade that happened before free agency even got rolling. The Panthers traded a bevy of picks and wide receiver DJ Moore to get the number one overall pick in the upcoming draft. For the Bears, it means a ton of meaningful draft capital, a true number one wideout for Justin Fields, and not unlike what we saw with the Eagles doing this last year around this time. Money to spend now and in the future to build a roster. There's what it all looks like and how it nets out. To move up to the number one pick in this draft, of course, Carolina sending all of those picks and of course they then in return the Bears get DJ Moore so Mina let's start on the Bears side of things here how do you feel about this for Chicago and what they got I really like this for Chicago uh, and for me it starts with DJ Moore who's essentially being valued as a first round draft pick when you consider what else the Bears could have gotten what other teams have gotten with this kind of draft package I like it for a couple of reasons. The first being, this is not a great time to need a wide receiver. There are not many free agents. We've talked about that. Uh, there are some, you know, nice picks in this draft, but this is not a particularly strong wide receiver draft. There are very few true X receivers, the likes of which they now have in DJ Moore. Last year in Carolina, despite the fact that he played with a assortment, shall we say, of quarterbacks, <laughs> nice. DJ Moore nice. still finished fifth. League-wide in 20-yard-plus catches. That's more than A.J. Brown, guys. Mm. Now he gets to play with Justin Fields, who we know has a cannon attached to his arm. And perhaps more importantly, the Bears get to truly evaluate Justin Fields because yeah. now with D.J. Moore, Chase Claypool, and Darnell Mooney slide down, he has a solid group of pass catchers. There's still work to be done, but as a starting place with these draft picks and a number one wide receiver, I really like it for the Bears, both in the short and the long term. I wanted Mina to curse so bad. I wanted you was going to curse. I know <laughs> no, you was going to curse. Her. And I not going to. She's so never said a bad word in her life. Swear. Yeah, but she is a, she is a You lied. National television three years ago and told your mom you were going to stop saying the D word. That hasn't happened. His it's, mama still loves him, though. my DNA. <laughs> Uh, listen, I, I, I love this because of what Mina said her last point, the evaluation of Justin Fields. We've all kind of yeah. agreed on this show that Justin Fields is a guy that you can not only build around, but a guy that can win games for you and be elite at the position based on all of his necessary tools. And then you think about, like, you think about Justin Fields sitting at home mm -hmm. during this time, saying, because all of these young quarterbacks kind of get of an, they get an idea of what their franchise thinks about them as well by, by the moves that they make. Now, obviously, we want to see some yeah. offensive lines, uh, yeah. some offensive linemen come through for the Chicago Bears. But to go out and get a weapon, a, a, a position of need, and we've talked about this. We saw the trade for Chase Claypool. So they've made it clear now that they want to try to get Justin Fields the weapons that he needs in order to take that next step and move further along the line. And y'all, I'm going to say it, and I know this year was a phenomenal year, but if you don't think that Justin Fields can't be Jalen Hurts, you ain't been watching football. If you don't think he can turn into that yeah. based on the system around him and having the right pieces in yeah. place, yeah. you're kidding yourself. Uh, Marcus, I said this morning, and I, like this isn't a take show, but I think he's going to play MVP-level football uh, for the next two years, or at least they're giving him that two-year window, window. with this. I, I love the additions. Um, 
But I'm playing the Mina Kimes role a little bit today. So while I do love the trade for Chicago and I love DJ Moore, I do think there's some missed opportunity today for some offensive line pieces. Mm -hmm. Now, I, I, look, they took Braxton Jones and I think the fifth round last year at left tackle up and down rookie year. And at right guard is Tevin Jenkins, who was their mm -hmm. draft pick a couple years ago in the first round, who's playing guard to tackle from Oklahoma State. This is what I'll say. I believe they just signed Nate Davis, an interior guard from the Tennessee Titans. I absolutely love that addition. So we're talking about a team that has added DJ Moore. They've added some draft picks. They've added Nate Davis. If Bracton Jones develops, I think they need they to get a ninth overall. Just I'll just jump in quickly. You think they line. go O line there I for think sure? So. Yeah. And I know the I know the defense is a bad unit, but I'm sitting here. I, I still think they need a right tackle, and I still think they need a center. If we're gonna sit here and say. Not only like yeah. let's evaluate Justin, let's give Justin a Protection, chance to yeah. play rock star mm. football. Yeah. They got and, and the last thing I'd say this, I want a tight end in the draft. I don't want a receiver. We've talked about this mm. tight end group. I want a tight end. It's a deep tight end what class. Well, there's Ohio a State. lot there. That was yeah. thing. Yep. Well, right. makes a lot of sense. And Mina, there should be some O linemen they could get at that ninth overall pick that could be immediate difference makers. Totally agree. That's a great spot to take an offensive tackle. There's quite a few that we're going to talk about in the coming weeks. Dan, I hear you, but there's a lot of free agency left. There are still guys out there. There are guys who are going to be, are going to be released. So I do think that there's still work that the Bears can do, and I'm they not, have a lot of money I'm to do so. I'm not letting Brown hang the phone up. Yeah. If I'm Chicago. But here's the thing. They got unless you're going to move Braxton Jones to the right side, Brown. that's the only reason you get Orlando Bring Brown. Bring that championship pedigree in for me. Our Courtney Cronin that. is confirming that Davis was signed by the Bears, so that's I good. Like that. Hey, by the way, I think when we see you here tomorrow on NFL Live around this same time, we'll have some Aaron Rodgers news to uh -huh. talk about. I Where's, think by that <laughs> point. Hopefully. <laughs> anyway, keep it on ESPN for all the latest. We'll see you tomorrow.